from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Hot is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Thursdays checks in. Always good to have him here. TJ, what is the top Florida State topic at the moment? Is there one that is the lead? Yeah, Florida State amended their complaint a little bit to the ACC. You know, nothing, I don't know, there's anything earth-shattering in it, but essentially responded back to some of the ACC's amendments um, and some of the accusations there, and, and basically said the ACC was full of crap on a bunch of stuff. So nothing, nothing super earth-shattering, but that uh, conference realignment stuff will always kind of be at the forefront. UNC coming out with some statements this week. Uh, their board of trustees basically saying what FSU said back in August, uh, which everybody crucified FSU for, uh, including UNC's athletic director. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's kind of always on the – on the front of everybody's mind, and then, you know, at this point, it's just about, I guess, getting to the spring and uh, and seeing what we've got. Will Florida State be looking at some Boston College potential additions? I mean, maybe, maybe at like really specific positions. But right now, you know, I mean, if you want a if you want a positive view of things, if you're BC, which I don't know how many BC listeners you have, but uh, it's that. I mean, their kids can't go anywhere right now, right? You know, I mean, they can enter the portal, but they can't land anywhere because semesters have already started. Now they can theoretically commit to a school, but BC has uh, a couple of months before they could actually enroll to try to convince them to come back. So I don't know. I think BC will do a, a decent job of retaining guys. I also think that you know the talent gap there is is wide enough to where you're not gonna you're not gonna see their roster rated like Alabama's was. Um, is there anybody at linebacker or defensive tackle that wanted to come to Tallahassee and climb? Though I'm, I'm sure they would, I'm sure they'd take a look. But I don't. Nobody stands out like as an immediate, you know, target. A theory that what Jeff Halfley just did, leaving as a head coach, 
at Boston College for a coordinator job in the NFL is something we will see more of because of this environment. Do you agree with that theory? Yeah, I think so. I saw somebody on Twitter last night that was like, I just don't believe that a coach would leave for anything but a bigger bag where, you know, he was making $3 million a year at D.C. I'd be pretty shocked if he was making that much for Green Bay. I think the average coordinator in the NFL makes around a million. Um, there are some pretty high exceptions to that, but I don't know that he necessarily is going to fit that. Um, but, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I think that, you know, this, we've talked about this. The schedule is an absolute nightmare for, for college coaches. There's, uh, you know, there's, there's no rules, and then the NCAA makes up rules and backdates them, you know, and, <laughs> and is punishing teams for uh, rules that were put in place after, you know, so-called violations were committed. Um, and, and, you know, kids are, you know, again, I, I think there are some really good things and, and some good freedoms for the kids that have been instituted, but, you know, taking all of the guardrails off of absolutely everything is, is probably a little bit much, uh, for the sport. And so, yeah, I think they're tired of re-recruiting their own rosters. I think they're tired of, um, you know, December is an absolute nightmare, um, you know, with everything that you've got to figure out between bowl getting your kids to not get in the portal, recruiting, you know, the rest of your signing class, recruiting the portal, uh, and then just, you know, trying to watch your kids open Christmas presents. So, yeah, I, it's an absolute nightmare. It's a crap show. And so in, until they fix it, I think you'll see more and more of this. Interesting in the Tennessee lawsuit, and that news hit during the show Wednesday morning, that Virginia and their attorney general joined as well. That's an interesting pairing. I know they're border states, but – I found that interesting. Yeah, I think more teams, more more states will jump in. I, I, Florida's attorney general is a Gator grad, and you know UF's under investigation for the whole Rashada thing, and uh, and they were so sue happy when when all the Florida state stuff went down. Anyway, they were like to sue anybody they could. So I think the state of Florida will jump in, or or maybe do something similar. I you know I think unless Florida like really petitions them not to, which Florida's different. Florida likes to keep everything hush hush and. You know their their uh, approach for attacking this has been to kind of hide it as much as they can. It literally took attorneys getting involved for the Tampa Bay Times to get the information out of Florida. They tried to kind of ignore some Sunshine uh, Law requests and Freedom of Information Act requests, and so um, their their way of handling it's very different. So yeah, I think if they were to ask the state of Florida, like, hey, no, don't we don't want to be in a limelight. We don't want you to. But, I mean, at this point, why not, man? Go after the NCAA and, and tack on and try and win uh, with them so, or win with Tennessee because I think Tennessee will win. So I think more states will jump on. I, I would assume that Tennessee-Virginia thing, like I don't know all the politics of it, but I would assume that those uh, attorney generals are close and, and, you know, hey, do us a favor and, and, and latch onto this with us, um, you know, because it's, it's you know, it's going to be good for the institutions in, in your uh, – in your state too. I, I think everybody hates the NCAA, so anybody that could latch onto that will. How about the Chancellor of Tennessee, Don D. Plowman, with the double middle finger letter sent off to the NCAA? She's awesome, man. Like I, you know, <laughs> we don't we don't often hear about like these chancellors and school presidents and you know, most places don't, you know, how many, how many athletic directors can you even name around the country, right? right I mean, way right. less than head coaches. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that when, you know, every fan, you know, you, you know, what's the surprising 
Bill, is you, you think people would be like, oh, good, they're getting Tennessee, right? Because, like, they've kind of been the punching bag of college football the last 20 years. It's it's fun to, to make fun of Knoxville. It's fun. You know, it's like, oh, you know, kind of like Texas, right? Oh, Texas is always back, right? But anyway, uh, it has a lot to do with their fan base. But nobody's even doing that. Like, everybody's excited for Tennessee to, like, see. I mean, when, when you've got the rest of college football, like, cheering Tennessee on <laughs> and, like, shouting out their chancellor, you know, you, that's how, you know. That, that, that paints a clear enough picture about where the uh, NCAA is thought of in this sport. I can't repeat it, but I've got to admit that I laughed fairly historically and hysterically, both, when I read the Barstool Sports tweet about that. Obviously, we cannot repeat what they tweeted, but I think you saw what I saw, right? Yeah, they're they're pretty great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they, they do a great job with with some zingers, I guess is the best way to say it. Man, that was strong. That was that was out there a little bit. We are talking to TJ Pinter each and every Thursday right here in this slot. And all right, question here on Twitter. TJ are no fans. Allen in Tampa has made it very clear he's not, but are no fans started to get excited about the start of baseball here in about two weeks. Oh, boy. Yeah, at the risk of, you know, having Alan block me and not let me into the suite anymore. Maybe I, I shouldn't know. answer this. Bill, I I mean, I don't know. I think last year was such a such a letdown. You know, Link's first year, you missed the tournament and all that stuff. I mean, I, I guess a little bit. But, I mean, I don't know how excited. I think they would need to be. They're kind of in wait-and-see mode. They revamped the entire roster through the portal. They They did a lot to bring guys in. And, they had a good tra- they had a good recruiting class and a good portal class, so you know they should be better. They, you know, but I mean the ACC is so tough, and then you got to play Florida and everything else out of conference. Like it's a it's always a tough schedule. They always schedule really really hard out of conference, which is good for the for the postseason if you're a a good team. But I don't know. I mean it's it's early, so I guess it's kind of in wait and see mode. And Wake Forest is the preseason number one ranked team. Which, which we've known they've Nobody, had you know, the, yeah. What everybody thinks about the SEC in football is, is the ACC in baseball, I feel like. You know, no no bye weeks there. Everybody really takes it seriously and is really good. Uh, so, yeah, it's hard, to, it's hard to get back. But I think they will. I think Link will get them back. It's just going to take some time. Allen and Tampa just said no more $152 nuggets for you in the suite. You're out. You're out. Yeah. <laughs> Chick-fil-A's out. <laughs> Beating the pores. <laughs> Yeah, Alan, even if they're – I've even asked him, what if Florida State's really good competing for a championship at baseball? No, it doesn't matter. does not. It has no, nothing like to softball. do with level. I like our softball team more. Is that bad? Am I, yeah. I going to get called out for that? I, I well, love watching our softball team. But I, I take my daughter, so it's a little – and it's a little faster. Um, right. Our softball team has been better than our baseball team as of late. Maybe that has something to do with it too. But, yeah, I prefer the softball. Other than Oklahoma, is there a better softball program? Than Florida, and I wouldn't know, but but they're right up there, right? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some good, you know, like all. I mean, like right now in in college softball, no, you know, all time like UCLA and, and some of those West Coast teams are certainly up there. But yeah, I mean, outside of Oklahoma, I mean, I think Florida State's right there. You know, I mean, they compete. The same. I mean, Oklahoma signs the number one class and wins the championship every year. Florida <laughs> State finishes in the top three of both those, you know, recruiting and on field as well. Oklahoma softball is basically Alabama football, right? 
History. Yeah, UConn women's basketball, you know, all the, all the, you know, basically all those comparisons that you would make, um, you know, of just dominant, you know, historic teams that just continue to excel and be at the top. Um, and then you build that machine, and if you continue to feed it, it'll, it'll really pay off long term. You said they always get the best class. I, I, it'd be fun since we're in the non-playing portion of the season to go back and look to see what their roster looks like, the Oklahoma softball roster state-wise. I wonder, is is it California, Florida, New Jersey, Texas, uh, Minnesota, or is it regional Southwest? I'm just wondering. Yeah, I know they get a lot of girls from Oklahoma, and Oklahoma is like a really big softball state just because that's where the World Series ends up. And so, right. you know, I, I know they get a lot of girls from there, but, yeah, they are all over for sure. I mean, they're they're pulling – I mean, West Coast is big too, but I think they got a lot of local talent because of, you know, how big that sport is in that state. Tell everybody how they can get your info, your shows, your content. Yeah, Double Fries, No Slaw everywhere, mostly on YouTube. Um, I recently started a new, uh, I'll tell you this, I recently started a, kind of a national channel um, just to kind of get takes off that weren't Florida State related. It's on YouTube called College Football Addiction. So people can check that out if they want. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. See you next week. Thanks, buddy. TJ Pittenger. When we continue, Dave Hooker off the hook sports covers Rocky Top. Oh, yeah. We're about to go there. Dan Lust, sports lawyer, top of hour three, and J.C. Shepard, hour three, Omni, Nashville Hotel. Morning moving a little bit better now in South Nashville from an earlier wreck on 65 southbound just past Harding Place. It's heavy coming northbound, especially from Brentwood, Franklin, all the way into South Nashville. It's pretty slow at times out here on Vietnam Vets as you get on that ramp to 65 south. Still a lot of traffic volume making its way out of Rutherford County, Murfreesboro, up through the Hickory Hollow area. A 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services here in Middle Tennessee. It's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging. Check them out online at TomahawkCrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. The traditional first-year anniversary gift is paper. Yay! Envelopes. The traditional 10-year anniversary gift is tin or aluminum. Are there sardines in here? And the 20-year anniversary gift is the chance to win up to a million dollars. Now that's what I'm talking about. It's our anniversary, but we thought about what you'd want. The new 20th anniversary Jumbo Bucks Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey, guys. Did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. 
It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, himscom slash J-O-Y. And now NetPaint LLC is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve our U.S. military. Please visit DAV.org and consider donating to the disabled U.S. veterans who need our help. This message is brought to you by NetPaint LLC, serving Nashville and the surrounding areas for 10 years. For all your residential, commercial, interior, and exterior painting needs, give the pros a call today at 615-608-4548. 615-608-4548. That's NetPaint LLC. They're professionals who care. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Let me get your initial reaction. Mike Vrabel is fired as the coach of the Titans. Initial reaction is taking aback, uh, a little shock. What in the world was going on in that building that led to this decision? Amy Adams is absolutely fearless as an executive. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. The best college football talk on the planet presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel. The Bill King Show. Dave Hooker out the hook sports covers Tennessee. Known Dave for many, many years. Covers it incredibly well. Very thorough. Dave was... The fact that the NCAA was, again, sniffing around Tennessee a secret, I wasn't really aware of this. Um, no. Before Monday, I don't think anybody was really aware of it. And the NCAA provided that tip first, I believe, Pat 40, and then a bunch of people uh, confirmed it. So I, I have no reason to believe that. They were. I, I had no reason to believe that they were under any sort of investigation, or that could be uh, put into place anytime soon. So, no, that was definitely breaking news this week. Dondi Plowman's letter, which might go down someday historically, we'll see where this goes. Which was the double middle finger to the NCAA to wrap up her response. Was that appropriate? I know that fans universally that usually hate each other unite over this kind of thing, or was it poking a bear? Well, I thought initially that it was poking a bear and that, yes, fans would rally around this, but it wasn't the wisest thing to do talking to an attorney. I said she may have not gotten the sagest advice. And then but little more than a couple of hours, you have the Tennessee and Virginia lawsuits. So that tells me that she ran this by all of her legal counsel. She ran this by the SEC, and they ran it by their legal counsel because they knew that the NCAA might poke around because they asked them to meet with them in December, and the NCAA couldn't make the time. Um, so um, after that happened, I believe we're in a different realm. And I think the realm is mega conference coming. 
the NCAA can run the basketball tournament if they want to, and they can still call themselves the NCAA. But, Bill, I don't want to overspeak this thing, but I believe this is the first step towards having another division completely in college football, and it's going to be the teams that can afford high-level NFL that will – I'm sorry, NIL – that will comprise the 30 or so teams that I believe will be in the the next level. I, I really It may take five years, Bill. It took us a long time to get the four-team playoff, but I think that's where we're headed. But in the history books, 20, 50 years from now, these moments, Dave, will be categorized, right? These moments could be profound. Are you there, Dave? I think we lost him. Yeah, I think we lost him. Pat, and see if you can grab him. Yeah, I think we got disconnected. Dave Hooker with us, off the hook sports, up on Rocky Top, talking about the situation that has developed, at least publicly, over the last couple of days. Dan Lust, sports lawyer, top of the hour. We'll talk to him from a legal point of view, get his thoughts on Tennessee's tactics here, Virginia joining them in this lawsuit, and what this may or may not lead to. What's the NCAA's recourse continuing to try and publicly flex? They're probably not going to be able to PR-wise cower here. They've already responded We do know that. They responded yesterday. Dave, I mentioned when we got disconnected, these moments here historically down the road may be profound in its lesson. Oh, I I completely agree. And really, this is a fight you cannot lose. I mean, this is like a spring game. This is like if, if a coach wants to determine that the orange beats the white, it can happen because the ruling's already come down. Uh, from the high courts. The NCAA more than likely will end up folding in this thing because the ruling's already been made. It's why my son and I are so excited to play college, uh, the, the college football video game because they determined years ago that you can't prohibit players from making money on their uh, name, image, and likeness. And the game's coming back this summer, by the way. But um, – you're essentially telling, I mean, this is un-American. Bottom line, there's no arguing it. I'm not going to get into politics. But when you tell, if you were to tell Aniko Ia Amaleva that he couldn't take a private jet to tour Tennessee or any other school, that is making it more difficult for him to determine his work. I don't care if he's 17 or he's 12 years old. We have Olympic athletes that are not considered amateur anymore. That's where this is. It's just a matter of time and how long the NCAA wants to drag its feet. And, and about a year ago, they added several like, uh, dozen, dozen and a half new enforcement people uh, about the time that Mark Emmert stepped out. So they wanted to keep themselves relevant. But think about this for just a second. The NCAA has about an $80 million budget. How hard do you think it would be for uh, Commissioner Sankey or the Big Ten Commissioner to reach out and say, we're trying to raise some money to get the NCAA out of your hair forever, 
could you give us $5 million per school? I mean, there is no way the NCAA can win this. And when I say no way, I mean zero chance. Dave Hooker off the hook sports with us. Question from fans. Is this initially hurting Tennessee at all PR-wise when it comes to the pursuit of players? Uh, I don't believe so. Now, I, I, yeah, if I'm a coach, I hate to answer anything that starts with NCAA, okay? <laughs> um, yeah. I, you know, you don't want to be a part of that conversation. But in this particular case, yeah, I championed As a matter of fact, you may have given me a great idea for a call. I champion it the other way. I, I am the NIL school. I am the school that is out for your rights. It's basically me, Virginia, and Virginia Tech that are battling for you to get every dollar that you deserve. So why in the world wouldn't you want to come to this school? The funny thing is the NCAA is making themselves look absolutely idiotic because they're trying to enforce rules. And I don't have a problem with enforcing rules retroactively. I've, I've done, I've sped before where speed limits have changed and I didn't get a refund, but if, if you if you look at the NCAA and what they're trying to do retroactively, they're trying to punish some players for what happened and what has changed over time. But all that doesn't matter because what they were doing wasn't illegal in the first place as deemed by the court system. So um, if if I'm to answer your question, I'm I am if I'm Tennessee or Virginia, Virginia Tech, I'm I'm positioning myself as the champion of your NIL cause, we want to make your bank account grow. Come to my school. Specifically, what are they alleging Tennessee did wrong in their pursuit of Nico? Well, at the center of it, okay, and this is when Spire Sports is a little full of it. Okay, let's, let's be honest. So their take was they signed Nico essentially to the same thing as an NFL agent contract, and they fought him around to get him uh, the best deals. Let's be honest. Spire is a Tennessee collective, and I know that they said that they were just representing Nico, wh- whatever school he might end up at, but that's not true. They released that. We all know they're feeding players to Tennessee. That's the goal. That's every collective's goal. So the allegation that I'm most aware of, others I've heard, but I don't feel comfortable reporting quite yet, is that they flew Nico while he was still a high school student. Again, if Nico and NASA wanted to talk to him, I think they would probably pick up the tap for the flight if he had a 220 IQ and could get a rocket into space. So, um, And if he was 17, it wouldn't matter. So that's essentially the crux of it. So he took a private jet on these visits. Well, the, the one visit to Tennessee, okay. I don't believe, unless I hear otherwise, I don't believe Spire was flying him to Alabama and to Tennessee and to Georgia. Yeah, this is a Tennessee collective. I think that's pretty clear. And their legal counsel is Tom Mars, who is, I would guess, the number one attorney on this planet Earth when it comes to this topic. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, th- this again, this is 
so incredibly historic, Bill, that a lot of your listeners may not know. I know you know, but about a half a uh, a century ago, Tennessee started comply, 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 turnover, 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 self-report, 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 and now they're saying you can shove it. Um, this this for Tennessee is incredibly outside the norm. Uh, so it was stunning when I first saw that Don Day Plowman letter, and they wouldn't do that unless they had the backing of the SEC and they felt firmly from their legal counsel that they're going to win this thing. And, and you're right. They, they pony up uh, the, the best lawyers. And it gets back to they've got more money to spend by far than the NCAA. Tennessee's budget's just topped $200 million, And I mentioned that the NCAA was about $80 million. So, uh, I mean, there's just um, – this could drag on for a while. But in 18 months, I think we'll, have, we'll be having serious conversations about a mega conference and how it's forming. When will Greg Sankey issue some wording on this? I don't know. It's kind of neat if you're Sankey, right? Because you just get to kind of shove uh, kind of a, a balloon out there and let it float around and see what happens to it. So right. if if I'm wrong and Tennessee were to get shot down, then the SEC doesn't get shot down, right? So uh, I think he just kind of lets this thing happen, and they've got a – athletic director meeting that I believe is next week. Uh, you could see something come out of that, but I wouldn't be stunned if it were uh, the NCAA basketball tournament um, that somebody corners him and gets a quote from him, um, or even spring meetings. I mean, he could decide to fly under the radar and not get quoted on this thing. He's, he's done that before and just kind of see how things play out. Dave Hooker, Off the Hook Sports, with us. I, to this day, and I know it's it's not that important, I would love to know, just because I'm greedy, what Nico <laughs> actually got, money-wise. Well, I can, uh, I'll tell you when I know something, I'll tell you when I'm pretty sure I know something. I'm about 95% certain um, based off the sources that I've told, and I didn't actually see the contract, but somebody that saw the contract with their own eyes said that it was $2 million a year. And um, so that's where you come up with the $8 million if he stays for four years. Now, that being said, uh, I've had one other source that I don't think is a tight end say, well, it's not quite that much. But I think it's safe to say for you and, and, and your listeners that we're, we're talking in about the $2 million range. Now, the funny thing is all this, and, and not to go long here, but all of this would just go away if the NCAA wasn't so asinine because you're having current teams pay their current players to stay around and not go to the NFL. So this market is settling itself out to pay current players that are proven and guys in the transfer portal. I don't think George McIntyre got $2 million a year. The whole thing is settling itself out. So not only is the NCAA off base, but their timing's pretty pathetic as well. Tennessee is also a state that legalized name, image, likeness for high school kids a while back. Yes, yes. And, and these are how different the laws are. Did you know that in Missouri, Eli Drinkwitz can sit in the – in a room with a prospect and a potential advertiser and help negotiate the deal for him to come 
to uh, become a Tiger. You can't do that uh, at most any other state, if any other state in the SEC. That law was just passed last fall, and they picked up a five-star defensive end whose name escapes me. But, yeah, the laws are different, different across the board. I think the federal government is a little busy with an election and a president that can rub people the right or wrong way. So do you think that they're going to have a hearing like steroids in baseball to discuss this? Heck no. So this is going to have to be figured out on the state level, and the states can't win these sort of lawsuits, Bill. They just can't. I don't know. Should we try and talk actual sports here or just stay with this right now? (laughs) We've got about a minute. (laughs) You you take it, brother. You take it. Hey, tell everybody what they need to do to receive your content. Uh, Just go to offthehooksports.com, offthehooksports.com. We've got – Still some books to celebrate 98 that are available and our daily streaming uh, podcast at uh, 10 a.m. So we'd love for people to be a part of it. It's growing like crazy, and we're really excited about the community that we're building. All right, man. See you next week. Appreciate it. Have a blessed day. There he is. Mr. Dave Hooker, very, very eloquent there. Dan Lust, sports lawyer, top of our three. He's in New York City. Also teaches, I believe it, NYU, right? Right over there where Danny is. No, not Natty Danny down in Huntsville. Not not the Rocket City, Natty Danny. Not that guy. No, no, no. Omni National Hotel tomorrow. Still quite a bit of traffic volume 65 southbound here at Trinity Lane, working your way down from the north. Still crowded at times on Vietnam Vets westbound at Conference Drive, getting on that ramp to 65 south, headed down into Madison. Still a lot of volume right now coming in from Rutherford County, Murfreesboro on 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area. It's building pretty good out here in West Nashville, 40 east, especially coming past Charlotte Pike. Behind it, that traffic's building there in from Kingston Springs as well on 40 going east. 24 7 reliable crane and rigging services in Middle Tennessee. It's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging. Check them out. TomahawkCrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. You enjoy the thrill of gambling, but what happens when it becomes a problem? Whether you want to cut back or quit gambling altogether, the Gambling Clinic has been helping people change their gambling for over two decades. We're here to help, not to judge. The Gambling Clinic is a Tennessee-based clinic offering in-person and telehealth support to help people win back their life. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. We all make resolutions this time of year, and let's face it, most of them won't stick. But here's one that's not only easy to keep, but will help you feel healthier all year long. Navage. 
Navage provides quick, drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. This time of year when everyone is sick, Navage helps by sucking out germs, bacteria, and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable. And come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help, if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This New Year's resolve to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find us online at Navage.com. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. The TSU men's basketball squad came through a challenging non-conference schedule with a winning record and now turned their attention to Ohio Valley Conference play. The Tigers kicked off a run of 18 league games over a nine-week period through February, leading the OVC Championships part 6 to the ninth at the Ford Center in Evansville. And part of that, nine league home games at the Gentry Center. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson and me on all the games this season right here on National Sports Radio. If there's a drama stream anywhere in college sports, the Bill King Show is there to break it down. This is important. And again, we're giving it a lot of attention. We're in the non-plague portion of the season. That's where we have the latitude to stretch out and do these things. If we were in the playing portion of the season, it would be hard to spend the long-form time on this that we have been. It would. It just depends on when these items hit. The reason why it's so important, this is perhaps... A key moment when it comes to defining the future of the structure where all these schools will exist. It's very important. How's this going to settle out? If the NCAA gets punked by Tennessee and Virginia joining here, and let's say other states join, haven't heard anything about that yet. We do know that Tennessee and Virginia lawsuit against the NCAA. If this goes against them ultimately, which I'm assuming will, we'll talk to Dan Lust about that. He actually is a lawyer. I'm not. 
then what's next? What do you have next? This is incredibly important. Defining the future of what's the structure going to look like? Is there still an NCAA umbrella? Is the NCAA just going to eventually let them stay in place, let them run the tournament? you got to remember, it's the NCAA basketball tournament. March Madness is the NCAA. The playoff isn't. The BCS wasn't. It's not the same thing. It's not the same umbrella. It's not the same structure. What will all of this look like? Will, for example, football be a standalone entity, which if you happen to be in the superpower division, whatever that might be, whatever that might look like, whatever that's called, if indeed we get there someday, what's the rule structure going to look like? Is it simply a free-for-all? Does it look like NFL contracts and negotiations and free agency and all of that with guardrails all over the place, seemingly? What's that going to look like? Don't know. We can speculate on it all we want, but these moments we're living have the potential to be very historical. That's what we do know. That's what we absolutely do know where we're sitting right now. Major moves over in West by God, Virginia, says Bill. So Tennessee is not only putting the NCAA in the rear view, but also the have-nots. He says, I'm looking at you, Vandy, Kentucky, etc. As the era of the super conferences has been engaged by the Vols. Good stuff there from Hooker. Well, A lot of moving parts there. First of all, Vandy is a have-not. Kentucky isn't. Certainly not when it comes to uh, finance and everything. Now, they may not have a uh, football history that's elsewhere attractive. Take it back to Bear Bryant in the uh, early 50s. But Stoops has done a good job there. Now, are they a threat to win something big? No, that's not what they are going to be about nor is it what they've been about. But they're still a well-coached team, and they have lots of money. No, Kentucky can play ball with anybody when it comes to money. And, it yes, it is a basketball school. But when I hear this talk about super conferences and everything else, I, I struggle because I have difficulty – when I try to envision it. If, if you're Greg Sankey, you're not giving up power. But what's that going to look like? Hey, uh, we'll, we'll let Tony Petiti run this thing. I'll step aside. I, I don't know what that looks like, particularly with the leadership. What's that look like? you got to remember, there's been a lot of saber-rattling before. Remember a couple of years ago during the COVID thing? Sankey said, heck, maybe, I don't know, he just threw this out there a little bit in a flippant way. 
But he did throw it out there. I don't think Sankey says things without measuring the weight of the words. Remember he said uh, during COVID, heck, we may just have our own intra-league playoff. Now, does that what he wants? What he, I don't think he meant it literally, but what he meant is we have ultra, uber power. And he was just in a kind of jokingly, but I think somewhat threatening way. Heck, we'd be fine if we had to do that. Remember that? Before him slide saying, we're going to full cost of attendance. And we're going to the playoff system. Whether you want to come or not. Basically. Yeah, this is very important. Dan Lust, top of the hour. Omni Nashville Hotel. morning still some heavy traffic out here trying to get in from Murfreesboro Rutherford County on 24 going westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area it's also busy right now through Kingston Springs 40 eastbound coming through that section of Cheatham County in from Dixon County still a little bit slow sometimes on Vietnam vets going westbound a conference drive trying to swing onto that ramp there to go 65 southbound headed down into Madison Princess Hot Chicken has you covered for the big game coming up they can help you with catering check out that menu at princesshotchicken.com I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Well, I'm Greg Pogue, and welcome to the High Valley Conference Basketball Weekly Spotlight presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, a division of the Tennessee Department of Safety and Homeland Security. Drunk driving is the ultimate form of unsportsmanlike conduct. The Tennessee Highway Safety Office reminds you that fans don't let fans drive drunk. As the halfway point of the conference season arrives this week, league favorite Moorhead State enters the week atop the men's standings as the Eagles have won 16 straight home games, the 16th longest streak in the country. Moorhead State is the highest-ranked OVC team in the NCAA net rankings at number 103 as of Monday. After Western Illinois in second place, there are four teams, SIUE, UT Martin, Tennessee State, and Little Rock, tied for third place with five and three records. Southern Indiana remains perfect at OVC women's play at 8-0, two games ahead of Eastern Illinois and Little Rock, who enter the week at 6-2. Five-time OVC Women's Player of the Week, Macy McGlone at Eastern Illinois, already has 16 double-doubles this season, a mark that ranks second nationally. Southern Indiana's Allie Saunders was top newcomer, while Reagan McGowan of Western Illinois was named Freshman of the Week for a ninth time. 
Uh, UT Martin's Issa Mohammed was named both men's player and newcomer of the week, while Little Rock's Jalen Crocker Johnson was named freshman of the week for a fifth time. All conference games, men and women, can be watched on ESPN+. For complete information, this year's OVC Basketball Championships presented by United Fidelity Bank, which will be March 6th to the 9th at the Ford Center in Evansville, visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville. This has been the OVC Basketball Weekly Spotlight presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, a division of the Tennessee Department of Safety and Homeland Security. If you've been drinking, don't drive, and always remember that fans don't let fans drive drunk. I'm Greg Pope, wishing everybody a great week of OVC basketball. You won't believe it until you OVC. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, a division of the Tennessee Department of Safety and Homeland Security. Hi, I'm Test Director Rick from ServPro, the leader in cleaning, restoration, and construction. It's my job to make sure our pros are prepared for anything. Storm damage? Fixed. Flood damage? We're on it. Fire damage? Not anymore. Aliens? What? Aliens? We cleaned those sites a while ago. No matter the disaster, our pros will make it like it never even happened. Find out why ServPro is the number one choice for residential and commercial restoration projects, large and small. Visit ServPro.com today. The arena of ideas is now open for your telephonic interactions. 615-844-5600. The Bill King Show. Good question from Danny up in New York City. And Dan Lust from right there where Danny is in about 10 minutes will join us, sports lawyer. Bill, is there a market for NIL for high school players? He goes, I know each state is different. Up here in New York, it's legal, but I haven't heard kids making anything from it. I may be wrong, but it doesn't seem to be a thing. I don't think there's much of a market for it. I think, didn't Malachi Nelson, back when he was in high school in California, get a deal? I think I remember. Here's what I could see happening in the states where high school players can receive money for their name, image, likeness. This is the most likely scenario. You've got a money guy in the state, who is a big fan of the state U team. And he's a really good player, this kid. And state U wants him. The in-state team wants him. It's a state where it's legal for high school kids to receive money for their name, image, likeness. And you set up something that way to go ahead and start him. Let's say he's so good, his junior, heading into his junior year, it's already obvious. Everybody wants him. He's in your state. It's legal to pay him. Name, image, likeness, wink, wink. We all know the loose 
verbiage that is, and then you start him on the payroll that way. I'm sure that in states where it is legal, name, image, likeness, that that is going on. That's probably not something you want to be real public, but that's going on. Now, you could say, Bill, that's going on before name, image, likeness. True. You don't think that before the uh, court case just a couple of years ago cleared legally name, image, likeness that schools that wanted an in-state kid weren't funneling money to them as early as their junior year in high school through some booster? Now, that wasn't about name, image, likeness. That's just to get the guy paid, to keep him happy so he's going to come to our school. That's been going on since God created dirt. Well before. I mean, that's been going on since we, any of us in this audience were born. That's been happening. But yeah, now when they image likeness, to me, that would be the most likely scenario. And you get somebody that's got a business or something and... You do it under the guise of, hey, it's his brand. He ought to be able to make money on it. Here we go. But, yes, I, I he, he asked, Bill, do you think there's much of a market? I don't. Generally, no. No, no, no. Generally, no. Steven down in Hawkinsville, Georgia, with NIO and the transfer portal being so relevant, are the days of players being redshirted coming to an end? They still do it, and you do have – now, I'll say this. All the uh, criticism the NCAA gets, the redshirt rule now, which says you can just pick out the the games, and it doesn't have to be the first uh, quarter of the the year, all that, it could be at the very end, is a fantastic, fair idea. But I would say, Stephen – your point is valid in that I would say redshirting is not as useful, perhaps, as it once was. Because let's say you get redshirted your freshman year because they think you're a player, you're just not ready yet. That happens all the time. But let's say two years after that, you're still not developing. That redshirt doesn't mean anything, and they're probably going to try and run you off because of the transfer portal freebie Wild West we have going now. Now, for the individual player, maybe it's still useful, and it is because it buys you time. Maybe it buys you time to find the best place where you can get on the field. That is all possible. But you don't hear, I think his point is, you don't hear a lot of talk about, hey, this is a red shirt this, red shirt that. It's not all that relevant anymore. And it's certainly not something you hear people talking about nearly as much. That is true. Now, a very, very valid point by Stephen down in Georgia. Dan Lust, sports lawyer. In New York City, will be with us here in just a couple of minutes. You've heard him on the show in the past, and 
Not only is he a sports lawyer, he is a law professor at New York Law School. Right there. Lower Manhattan, y'all. He'll be joining us as we continue in about four or five minutes. Hey, Pat, do you need that number? I'll send it to you. <laughs> 